A little football now with Tony Dungy. Uh, Tony made a good. What, what did he do last week? That was that I saw. That was good. Oh yeah, he picked the Cowboys on TV last week and they won. That was it, Tony. Right? Wasn't that last week? Was that last week? That I was did. Last, right? Yeah, yeah, I picked the Cowboys and I picked the uh, Titans to upset New England. Oh, good I one. Had a sense that uh, Mike Vrabel, Rodney Harrison, my partner, always tells me in practice we used to do, do this to Brady. We used to do this. We used to frustrate him. So I thought that uh, if Rodney knew, then uh, Vrabel would know. So you know, good uh, point. Plus, two, if you notice the two the two guys this year, Patricia and and Vrabel. Uh, both shut down the Patriot offense, and Vrabel had the added advantage of not having to deal with Gronk. I mean, Patricia took right. Gronk away. He doubled him every play, and now he didn't even have to deal with Gronk. And when they don't have Gronk, it's a whole different ballgame. Yeah, that was the other reason for, for me picking them. I, I just think their offense is so different when Gronkowski's not in. Uh, that's a huge difference, no question. Tony, would you do to Gronk what Patricia did? Would you actually virtually take him out at the line of scrimmage no matter how many guys it meant doing it every play? And, well, I would definitely do it in the red zone. When you get down in there inside the 20 when he's such a factor, uh, you can't do it all the time because you just give up too many other things. But on those big plays, key third downs, and when you get down there in close, I think it's a great strategy. I was at a uh, award dinner last night, so I did not see the game. I am actually got it on here right now watching the replay of it. Uh, what did you think of the game last night? You know, uh, Seattle was off a little bit early. They fumbled the first play of the game. Green Bay gets the lead. Russell Wilson's missing some throws. And you just had the feeling, man, Green Bay needs to be taking advantage of this. They need to be up by 14 or so. And it was just tight. It was back and forth. So this doesn't look good. And then Aaron Rodgers missed a couple of throws in the fourth quarter that he usually hits. And that was the difference. So um, Green Bay is just not quite on all cylinders, and you've seen it all year. I mean, they've got five losses, so it's probably not surprising. You know, uh, as we go around the league, we're talking with Tony Dungy, uh, and you got an interesting Sunday night, which we'll get to, but how about this game? Because it's fascinating. Tennessee and the Colts, and how about the Colts as they build that infrastructure on that offensive line and Luck gets healthy? Everyone's talking about Mahomes. Luck is having an unbelievable year. (laughs) He is. We kind of expect that from him, but uh, I talked to Chris Ballard uh, when he first got the job there, GM with the Colts, and he'd been in Kansas City. He'd been with Lovey Smith. He, he'd seen some places rebuild, and he knew what, what he had in the quarterback. So, hey, we've got to put some weaponry around him. We've got to get some protection. We'll get the defense going. He hired a guy by the name of Matt Eberflus, who was in Dallas, same system that Lovey Smith had, Rod Marinelli, all of us guys out of out of potential system you can play with undersized guys you don't necessarily need high draft choices on the defensive side so now we can stock up that line got eric ebron a couple of playmaking type uh, players in the skill positions and andrew got healthy and so all of a sudden with luck being back healthy and a little bit better protection um you know you see that andrew luck that we saw three or four years ago listen there's two things that have been pervasive in this league one was, of course, the West Coast offense and how it overran the league. The other was something you were a big part of, and that's the Tampa, too. I mean, so on that side of the ball, that became pretty much the staple in the league for a long time. Well, you had people who believed in it, and uh, the thing that I always thought that it could benefit you, um, you don't need dominant players at every position on defense to be good. You're using speed, you're using team effort and intensity, 
And so we took a lot of third and fourth round draft choices, a lot of converted people, uh, undersized guys. Bob Sanders and Robert Mathis were not high on people's draft boards because of their, their size, their height. Uh, and we just felt like we could play with those guys. That lets you load up and draft high, you know, draft Dallas Clark and Reggie Wayne and Joseph Adai and, and get that offensive weaponry. And I think that's what a lot of people are gravitating to. You know, uh, uh, interesting. Now, every defense needs a pass rush. If I'm going to give you one key guy in that back seven, you logically you would think, hey, you got to give me my linebacker to play that Tampa too. But you might even pick a safety. Would you? If you could put one guy, if you could have one premier player in the back seven of that Tampa two, would it be a corner, a safety, or a linebacker? It would probably be the weak side linebacker who roams the field and makes all the plays. I mean, that is from Jack Ham to Derek Brooks to you know Leighton Vanderess. Now is taking that spot. Sean Lee was there. Uh, those guys, the defensive design for that guy to make a ton of plays. And if he does, you're going to have a good defense. The safety in my mind is, is the second, uh, card to a John Lynch, Bob Sanders. Uh, we, we, we've had a ton of, that of great hard, that players. That safety who can come up and hit like a truck and, and, and be a very good run stopper too. Yep. Yep. That's versatile. No question. Um, your game Sunday night, Tony, we're talking with Tony Dungy, of course, uh, is going to be, is going to be the theme. It, are the Bears for real? We know they're better. We know what they've done so far. They've beat the teams they're supposed to beat. Now they move up. They got two games in five days. This is the big time now. Time for them to show they belong. Are the, that's really the question now. Are the Bears for real? It, it is, and uh, that's what I want to see. Now we've got to look on the other side of the coin, and Minnesota's in the same boat. They have to beat a team with a winning record either. They've got this history of this great defense, and we think of them as being spectacular, but when they played the good quarterbacks, they've looked ordinary too. So which quarterback can do it against a good defense, and who's going to step up in this situation and, and beat a team with a winning record? So I think it's a fascinating game. I think absolutely. Uh, now, the Monday night game, you know, the Ram defense the last three weeks has gotten singed. Now, it got singed by Aaron Rodgers, fine. It got singed by Drew Brees, fine. It also got run over by the Seahawks, who got about 280 yards rushing. Their defense is supposed to be a heck of a lot better than that than it's been the last three weeks. Well, it's not even the last three weeks. You look all year. Kirk Cousins did the same thing. They beat Minnesota, but it was a shootout, high-flying game. Uh, their their defense relies on big plays. And I know my partner, Rodney Harrison, he's, he's down on the Rams a little bit because their defense gives up so many big plays. I think this is going to be another New England-Kansas City game. Uh, it has a chance to be 40-37, something like that. Uh, both of these offenses are going to be very, very difficult to stop. All right. They have incredible weapons right now, Kansas City. you got a quarterback who's mobile. He's got a great arm. we got a... Good running back. We got a very versatile player, great tight end, an incredibly explosive wide receiver, good second and third wide receivers. Yep. They, they're they going to run the RPO stuff, okay, for people, run pass option. They, they Everyone's copying it. If you're playing, a, if you're doing a dungy defense this week, what is it you're going to go in and try and take away? You can make a choice. You got a choice. You, you, you know, you can do one or the other. Where is it? Hill? You start with him. Is it Kelsey? What are you going to try and take away from this from this offense? I'm going to try to take away that big play, that that 40 yard play, 
and see if they can be patient. See if Patrick Mahomes can make 12 play drives and, and not have something go wrong. Arizona did a little bit of that. Arizona played them as well as – Played them better, I think, than anybody. I think they yeah. actually they, – they kept them to only six points second half and actually gave them a bunch of three and outs. Yep, they kept things in front of them, um, mixed things up a little bit. But the big thing is Kansas City hits you with these these huge plays and, and you you can't know exactly what's going on. You mentioned all the things they do. So you've got to just be sound, read your keys, don't give Tyreek Hill that ADR play. Uh, try to make them use 12 plays and see if they can be patient. That's what nobody has really found out yet this, this year. If Mahomes, he's been spectacular. Everything people have thrown up against him, he's handled. But I would have to see if he could do it play after play after play uh, and make long drives. Now, nobody doesn't go with a safety high over him. Nobody lets a corner play him straight because there's nobody who can handle him. We know that. But what about stopping a slant with him? I mean, that's the thing. He kills you with that slant. Well, you know, anytime he's one-on-one, if you you say, hey, you got it, just don't let him beat you deep, then he runs a slant or catches the ball in front and and runs by people. So to me, it would be a lot of cover, too. It would be a corner rolled up to get a jam on him with a safety help behind him and just not let him have that 50-yard play. Would you now the, the Rams will probably want to give him a steady dose of their back so they can keep the offense off the field. Chiefs defense has not been that good. Uh, how do you see that matchup? Do you think the Rams are just going to pound Gurley in this game? You figure they will. No, right? I, I don't think so. I think they're going to just try to be explosive and take advantage of some of those holes in the secondary too. I think they're going to say, hey, you know, the the Chiefs are capable of getting thirty-five points, so we better get forty. And and I think so you that's think the they're just going to attack and just make it a shootout. Be a shootout. Yep. Yep. I, I I can see it that way. Uh, you know, Kansas City's vulnerable with that with with their defense, no question. Uh, you know, I I don't know if they are complete enough. Do you see them being complete enough, even with the game the way it is now, where it's so tilted to the offense? Are they complete enough to win a Super Bowl this year? I think they can, especially if Justin Houston is healthy, because they score so many points. They get the lead on people, and that reminds me of our old 16 that won the Super Bowl. We weren't great on defense, but we had big play guys who could get the takeaways. And when we got ahead, you had big pass rushes. Yeah, you had and they were great at stripping the ball. And they were, you know, Mathis was an incredible machine stripping the ball. When you guys get two touchdowns up, you would just let those guys loose on the corners. And on the edges, City and they, they get to Deep the quarterback. And Justin Houston can rush the passer. They've yep. got some guys who can – it's a, just a couple of turnovers. They get a tip ball, a strip, as you say, uh, an interception, and they, they get up on you. It could be tough. And, and I, I think they'll win enough games to get home field advantage. Playing in Kansas City should be should be great for them. I got an eye on a team that it just seems like it's getting better every week, and that's the Chargers. Now, uh, they don't have Bosa yet. I don't know if he's coming back, but they have played better. They've been on a road a lot. They've traveled a lot, and they, they're winning these games commandingly week after week. Now, they're going to still prove they can beat the Chiefs. They haven't beat Andy Reid, and you know, I think he's 8-0 and against them or 9-0 and against them, whatever it is. So they got to prove that, and they've lost to the Rams and the Chiefs this year, but they seem like they're getting better every game. They're very balanced, and they can score points. You know, when they have to, Rivers is playing well. They've got some receivers. Uh, Gordon can pound the football, but he can also make big plays. 
And if Bosa gets back with Melvin Ingram, they'll have enough pass rush, too. They would be a dangerous team. I don't think anybody's going to want to play them at the playoffs. I agree. I, I, I agree. I, I think they could be a very – especially if Bosa ever shows up because he's a good mm-hmm. pass rusher. Um, do you th- who would you like right now, Rams or, or Saints? Do you, do you think one's better than the other? I still like the Rams. I, I think they um, – they have this spectacular offense, but they've got enough guys on defense that can make a play and step up. Aaron Donald and Domkin Sue, those guys can make that huge play when you need it. Uh, they're not all that disciplined on defense. They do give up big plays, uh, but they know they're going to score. And, and so it's a matter of piecing that secondary together. Tlaib will help when he comes back. If he's ready to go in December, that'll help him. I, I still think overall they've got the best team. Now, I, I don't know that anybody's going to beat New Orleans in New Orleans if they have to go there. It, it, so if somehow New Orleans maintains that first place and that advantage with the um, you know head to head, New Orleans is going to be tough to beat in, in the dome. NBC's Tony Dungy. You see him Sunday nights uh, as you get ready for the Sunday night game this week. It's, of course, the uh, Bears and, and the Vikings. You know, you go through these fads in the league, Tony, and right now for years it was get that big, big tight end, get him in the deep seam, get him down the field, and everyone's trying to find that. Now it's the Camara guy. Everybody's looking for that guy, and that guy's become the feature now on all these teams. You know, get the back in isolation, give him the wheel routes, the Giants, the, the Saints, go down the line. That Do you think that's something we're going to see more of, or you just think it's just one of these cyclical fads with the running backs? Well, it could be running backs, but I think more than anything, what people are looking for is the mismatch. So it could be Gronk, who's just too big. Uh, you can split him out. Or Travis Kelsey, a guy who uh, is a tight end, but you work him on the outside, and who, who covers it? He's too big for the corners. He's uh, too fast for the safeties. And that's that's Kamara. You know, who's covering him, okay? A linebacker can't handle him out of the backfield. But if we put five or six defensive backs in and try to cover them in the passing game, then they run the ball at yep. Gurley's doing the same thing. So I think it's that guy who creates that, that situation where nobody can handle him. And, and those are the guys that uh, really are making the difference on offense now. So the key and is, I, are, I would think, is have, have, have guys who are smaller, safeties and corners, who can tackle. Now, that's always a luxury, but that's yeah. what you need. You've need guys, <laughs> you got guys who can cover, who can tackle. You need safeties and corners who can tackle. Yep, yep. No, no question. The one thing I do think, offensive coaches are getting smarter using these guys. They're thinking outside the box. It used to be a time when you had these tight ends, Eric Ebron and Travis Kelsey. They, they wouldn't even play back in the – 70s and 80s and 90s because people well they're not great blockers they can't do everything but now coaches are saying hey I can get this back maybe he can't run 20 times up inside the tackles but he can run a little bit and I can throw passes to him out of the backfield I can get this tight end who may not be a great blocker but I can flank him out and, and throw passes to him and so we're thinking outside the box and utilizing these guys strengths and kind of minimizing their weaknesses, and it's making it very exciting football. It really is. I mean, and, and you said it right, mismatches. That's what you're looking for. I mean, that, you know, you're looking to get mismatches, and when you have – look at the Giants even. Their offensive lines killed them, but if you get Beckham in the right spot or you get Kama, you get, you get uh, Barkley in Barkley, the right spot yep. on a linebacker, they can't – there's no chance they can cover them. Yep, absolutely. 
Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, you see it all over the league, and Kamara's the one that's really just been outstanding. I mean, the way they utilize him is unbelievable. He really has become a guy who's just lethal. Yeah, he's a special talent. And even at his size, he's able to run inside. And I thought that game against the Rams, I thought he was the best player on the field. And his will and his desire uh, just kind of steamrolled the Rams and got got uh, New Orleans off to a great start in that game. I, I thought he was the best player on the field. All right, the uh, uh, one last one. Eagles going to the Saints. Now, if they had the same secondary they had last week, forget it. I'm hoping they get some guys back. But if they don't, I can't see it happening. Uh, you think the Eagles are dead? If they lose this game, I don't see how they come back. And I don't see how they can win uh, with the secondary they have. Sidney Jones is supposed to be back. Uh, that'll help them a little bit. Uh, but they just have so many injuries in the secondary. I, I see uh, New Orleans just going to town on them. All right, let me tell you this. The Thanksgiving night show open will lead into a special holiday assignment for Tariko, for Tony, and for Robbie <laughs> Harrison, who will shift from football night in America, uh, which has been the most watched uh, weekly studio show in sports for 13 years running, into the broadcast booth to call the Falcons and the Saints. Michelle Tafoya will report from the sidelines in New Orleans, and uh, they will have all the uh, traditional stuff. So you're going to go in a booth for a game coming up this week. Yeah, I'm excited. Very That's excited good. to work good. with Rodney calling the game. I've worked with Mike Tirico on a couple of games in the last two years. Tirico is a very good broadcaster. He's very he versatile. He's a very yeah. talented. I've known Tirico a very long time. He's a very versatile broadcaster. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, it's certainly different than in the studio. You've got to react quickly, and, uh, and that. but it'll be a fun game. New Orleans will be a great atmosphere. Uh, New Orleans battling for that uh, home field advantage. So we're, we're really excited and pumped up for Thanksgiving night. Plus, people who aren't NFL crazy might not know this. Falcons and Saints is a crazy rivalry no matter what year it is or what game it is. They they're always had a bit of rivalry. As you know, they've always had a crazy rivalry, the Falcons and the Saints. Yeah, and uh, the first game they played this year, Saints won at the very end. I think there might have been 12 incomplete passes in the whole game on both sides. Matt Ryan and, and Breeze went back and forth, up and down the field. And I think we're going to get the same type of thing. It'll be kind of a last stand for the Falcons. It's one they're going to have to go in and try to figure a way to get an upset. Well, we'll all be uh, lying on a couch somewhere watching you, Tony. So, so uh, we, we will. You know what? Everyone loves to watch Thanksgiving football. We'll all be, uh, you know, after a long day, we'll all be sitting there watching you do the, do the work on on Thursday night. So uh, thanks very much, and uh, uh, happy Thanksgiving to you and your family. Thank you, Mike. Always great to be with you, and we should have some good, good football here in these next uh, eight days. Thank you, Coach, very much. All righty. Bye-bye. Right. Tony Dungy. One of the classiest guys uh, in the NFL. I've known him since, you know, since the 70s. A very, very long time. Wonderful guy. Back after this.